most people will never break up with their comfort zone. Hello, hello, this is Laura Pereca, and we are winding down season seven with an episode on how to break up with your comfort zone. The problem with a comfort zone is it's comfortable. So we like to stay there, but we all know it's not good for us. It's not going to get us where we want to go. So we've got to learn how to break up with our comfort zone. And I think the problem is twofold. Firstly, standards. And then secondly, passion. There's a problem with passion and we're going to talk about it. First, standards. You know, I've noticed standards are getting lowered and lowered and shifting this way and that way. And people just don't have the same standards. The uh, workmen outside of my front door are painting haphazardly and very slowly. They must be paid by the hour. Standards. Uh, When I was uh, at my last event, the photographer must have forgotten her lens, the appropriate lens, because all the photos came out fuzzy and I was unable to use them standards. I've even noticed in general conversation, people are not as kind and polite to each other. Again, standards. When we lower our standards, we're really not improving. It's kind of impossible. You can't be going left if you're going right. So either way you look at it, standards are involved. You got to work on your standards. You know, keeping them the same is one thing, but it's hard to do that, let alone to raise your standards. We're not even talking about raising your standards here. We're talking about breaking up with your comfort zone. And the first thing to look at is at least maintaining standards because they are getting lowered left and right. And that's because it's comfortable. You might say, well, it's comfortable to maintain standards. Uh, I kind of would say that you really can never coast for too long. You are either improving or you are as they say, disintegrating. (laughs) You're either getting better or you're getting worse. You can't coast for too long. You can't stay the same for too long. When my daughter played the piano, she played every single day. When she skipped a day or two and hopped back on, she noticed that she had regressed a tiny bit, but some nevertheless, let alone when she stopped playing, she kind of let a month or two go by And oh boy, she was really rusty. Then when she let six months go by, she could barely remember the songs. Again, if you're going to break up with your comfort zone, you got to set those standards back where they were. And, you know, maybe even think of raising the standards. If they've been lowered so much, maybe we ought to think of how could we raise the standards to higher than they were? You see, the philosophy behind that is if you shoot for the stars, you'll make it to the moon. So don't just shoot for the moon. Shoot for the stars. Now, I said to you, it wasn't just standards. It was also a passion problem. And let me explain. Many people today are talking about finding their passion. People are disgruntled and unhappy with their work. People are quitting their jobs. People are shifting from one uh, business venture to another. And yes, we've got a lot going on in society and change is inevitable. As a matter of fact, they used to say, There's nothing constant in this world but change. But I think, additionally, we have a passion problem because too many people are spending too much time moaning and groaning over not being able to find their passion. And I think rather than searching for their quote-unquote passion, 
there's a different way to get better results. And that is, think about who do I want to become? I was doing a training session in Stockholm, Sweden, and I had the participants make a list of things they wanted to do, be, and have. And uh, one of the participants in the back who was, uh, she was actually working there, but she was also participating, said to me, well, shouldn't you first talk about who you want to become and then what you want to do and what you want to have? And well, you know, yeah, I could say that if you first decide who you want to be, then yes, you'll come up with better things that you want to do or have. So point taken. However, it's really semantics at this point because you have things that you want to have and it's okay to build that list before you know what you want to become. And you have things that you want to do. And it's okay to do things that are unrelated with your work, things that could be unrelated with family or uh, your social structure. You can do, you can decide what you want to do in any of the areas which are uh, social, spiritual, sexual, financial, emotional, mental, physical. I mean, in any area, you can decide what you want to have or what you want to do. And then when it comes to the become part, no matter where you decide to start thinking about it, you got to at some time think about who you want to become. This, I would venture to state, is the key. Who do you want to become? The passion part will follow easily. You won't have as hard of a time if you dial down to who you are which, let's face it, that's kind of philosophical. Nobody ever really figures that out, unless perhaps you're maybe someone very enlightened. <laughs> so rather than worrying about who you are, let's worry about who you want to become. Who do you aspire to be? And one way to do that is to think about the people you admire the most. I remember when a mentor of mine asked me that. She said, who do you admire the most? And I told her, well, my daughter, because she's just so joyous and happy. My mentor, because he's brilliant. And my, I think, I can't remember. Oh, my other daughter, because she's creative. She's just so artistic and creative. And that helped me define what I wanted to become. I wanted to become more confident, creative, and aware. And how I wanted to do that was by being more joyous, more brilliant, and more creative. So deciding who you want to become is a critical part of breaking up with your comfort zone. Because that comfort zone ain't getting you nowhere. That comfort zone is when you're saying, hey, my get up and go got up and went. <laughs> I'm just sitting here. I'm not waiting on a lady. I'm just waiting on a friend. So we've got to break up with our comfort zone. We've got to look at our standards. You know, maybe success isn't an accident. Think about that. Think about success isn't an accident. Come up with some high standards. And then rather than worrying about that old passion problem, think to yourself, who do I want to become? And start dreaming. Look at people in history that you admire. Look at family members that you admire. Look at people who were uh, mentors to you or a great impact on your life and come up with who you want to become. That'll be your fuel. That'll help you with the willpower when you're kind of feeling like you're get up and go, got up and went. <laughs> so let's do that. Let's break up with our comfort zone. I'm going to break up with mine. 
I'm going to up the ante. I'm going to up mine, now up yours. <laughs> that's an old funny joke that isn't very funny anymore, Laura. That's kind of corny. All right. Are you ready to do it? Are you? Do you have the uh, impetus? Do you have the inspiration and, and, and motivation now to raise those standards? Get out a piece of paper and a pencil and start journaling because that's one of the ways that you can help clarify your thoughts. Talk to you again later. And remember, it's time for you to break up with your comfort zone. And by the way, did you know there's a correlation between your mind activity and what happens to you? There is. Take a look at it. Don't listen to me. Don't take my advice. Look, see what you see, not what someone else tells you to see. In my life, I notice that there's a direct correlation between my mind activity and what happens to me. So for example, if I start my morning meditating and doing my I am's, which means I am strong, I am capable, I am kind. I just say all the things that I am. I am sexy, I am slender, I am svelte. You do whatever, whatever yours are. And it helps me when I meditate and when I say my I am's to have a more fluid, more focused, more clear morning. There's a correlation between my mind activity and then what happens to me. Have you noticed if you hop out of bed and stub your toe and start com complaining in your mind about the, all the things you have to do, then it kind of snowballs and more bad things happen? Hmm, maybe there's a correlation there. Or when you're thinking positive and having a good day and then good things happen. I remember my brother playing backgammon. He always won. He would always get doubles. He would say, I know I'm going to get doubles. And when he threw the dice, there was like a twinkle in his eye. And you can't believe the number of doubles this guy would get on the dice. And he always beat me at backgammon. There's a correlation between mind activity and what happens to you. But you won't believe it just by me saying it. You've got to look. Look at your life now and see. Say, hmm, Laura talked about standards. She talked about who do I want to become. And I'm going to write some of this down. If you do, and then you start to have results, you just may decide to agree with me and say, hmm, there is a correlation between my mind activity and what happens to me. And if you discover that to be true, of course you will intentionally think positive thoughts, do your meditation, journal, and all those things that you know are good for you. See you again next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>